Ian, it has been a crazy week for us. But let's get it into it. Headquarters, we have an HQ, right? We do several. Yeah. Uh, Two. You've been leading the way with some experimenting on hashtag <laughs> shorts. Tell me Gosh. about that, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it appears that Americans like their sweets and a mild bit of gluttony. Yes. Um, yes, we've entered the um, esteemed 15 second story section of YouTube, uh, the shorts. Um, totally new rules. We are learning as we're going. Um, uh, some have sure. done well, some have done less than well. Um, but hey, the same message for all of them, right? Fun, interesting, entertainment. We are yes. here for you guys. Most importantly, entertaining. I mean, that's awesome. Yes. Good job. Um, I know I said this to you in person, but I want to say it on the pod. Congrats for exploring something new and taking risks, right? That's what yeah. this journey is all, all about. about that. Yep. Challenging ourselves, uh, learning new skills, and hopefully providing you, the viewers and listeners, with some entertainment along the way. Yes, right? because we all we all can use some more of that. Yeah. So certainly. Thanks for the shout out. Um, I mean, you learned how to solve a Rubik's cube at least partially for an episode, right? Probably. I mean, yeah. Uh, so it's... me eating some Oreos <laughs> and, and throwing uh, at least one axe at the target. It's the least yeah. I can do for you, man. So they're both very applicable skills. And speaking of challenging, and, yes. you challenge me to market. So here we go. If you please, haven't please, seen please. our shorts yet, you can find it under our YouTube page. Let's get into it. That's the channel. And here's your direct request, right? We're learning the ropes. We're bad at marketing mm -hmm. ourselves. So I'm doing it in this moment. We appreciate everyone who watches, listens. Thank you to those of you who have subscribed. However, yes. if yes, you yes, do yes. enjoy our comment, our content and you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Smash that thumbs up button. Leave a comment on YouTube, a rating on Google or, you know, Google Podcasts or Spotify. We're everywhere. We're literally everywhere. Wherever you consume our content, this really helps us grow. It makes us feel good. <laughs> it feeds the algorithm, as they say, yes, and yes, it exposes yes. us to new audience members. Um, we know you're out there. Like I always say, there's 7 billion people on this earth. We just want a small percentage to join our little, our little channel here. So very small percentage. Ian, yeah. let's hit our three stores. What do we have? Okay, this is this is truly a great mix of stories. I would even go far as say legendary. Um, I'm, kind of I'm kind of blown away. Um, so we have the MLB lockout. Very relevant. We'll talk more about that very, very soon. Uh, we pose the question of all questions. Mm -hmm. Will society ever be cashless? And lastly, the best salad toppings. But remember, let us remain calm. More puns. To All come. right. So on three, three, two, one. Let's, Let's get, get into, into it. it. They really don't care what they talk about. They just want to have a good time. Well, talking online. Let's get into it. So our sports topic last week, early March, for those playing the calendar game, mm -hmm. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred canceled the first two series of the regular season after the owners and the MLB Players Association failed to reach a new collective bargaining agreement before the league-imposed deadline. This had marked, had, <laughs> the first time in league history that the schedule looked like it would be compromised by an owner-implemented lockout. Yeah, breaking news, Ian. Uh, the yeah, lockout is, is, is over. We had this all prepped all week, and then... Boom. It's well, over. you know, look, breaking news happens to the best <laughs> of us. Um, We're not changing our story. We're sticking it, to our guns no, here. No, it's, it's still a better story. Our commentary is still relevant. <laughs> As ever. So so a 99-day lockout. Of yep. course, they, they didn't have the century mark there. I would have made a, a 
triple digits looks bad right so yeah so mlb teams and the players union they did come to an agreement on a new collective bargaining agreement mouthful there for the upcoming 2022 season yep so despite the extended negotiations that caused the cancellation of the first weeks of spring training the deal does ensure that a full 162 games my god that's a lot of games mark the entire the entire season will be played it's going to be a little bit protracted so here effectively no no baseball no, no real baseball major, has been lost no though so. no baseball has been lost i think not that's that, the through line not that the games in april or may or june count anyway but <sighs> there's many many months in the middle there that are that are just fluff but anyway uh so why did this agreement take so long what were the issues and why was there such a big stalemate money two reasons money was the first okay and the second one is leverage okay so the owners from the beginning sought to create leverage against the players. Mm-hmm. They were the ones to threat the lockout to wall off the possibility of a strike and waited six weeks to make the first proposal. So things started off really rocky, right? Yes. Uh, by canceling games rather than making a reasonable offer, though, the owners create an opportunity for the players to take back leverage. And we all know in negotiating terms, the man with leverage usually wins the day. So for the players, they're going to attack the wallets of the owners, right? Yes, the, the, the billion dollar owners. What matters to the owners is basically television deals and the windfall that comes from the playoff broadcast. That's when you get the eyeballs finally on the tube, right? That's when it matters. So obviously players are sacrificing with each game missed in theory. The owners knew that and they were banking on the losses being too much for the players to stomach though. But as we all know, the equation changed. Uh, when that happened, the owners lost the leverage that gave them the arrogance to put such unreasonable offers over the past three months. And then, boom, boom. a new deal emerges and was quickly agreed upon. And you so that pointed is kind out of the backstory this week, which I maybe knew, mm-hmm. but hadn't uh, re- mm-hmm. fully realized lockout versus strikeout quick. What's the distinction? Yes. So lockout is when the owners basically said, we're not playing because we don't have an agreement. They lock the doors. Literally, they lock the clubhouse doors. You can't, you can't go, you can't get in and and do your weights. To a strike. The strike is when the players say, I'm not playing. Tough luck. I'm not, I'm not putting on the cleats. No bats. Lockout, strike, not strikeout. You know? Yeah. Very good. Very good. (laughs) What's your take, Um, Ian? What's your take? My big takeaway that I wrote before all of this craziness happened. I didn't, I did not expect them to come to an agreement. (laughs) The two sides seemed very far away. And then all of a sudden, we got our text alert saying the two sides were in, a, in perfect agreement. Anyway, um, they would have wiped off 91 games. And with each cancellation, we would have lost that on the possibility of the great storylines, the great pitching matchups, and the stuff that makes baseball fun. Hitting for the cycle, mm-hmm. perfect games. Canceled games are games you never get back. For you don't players, know what you've lost till it's gone. You don't know what you lost till, till it's gone. Yeah. Mark. Please well, for me, it's here. always hard, especially when it's a casual sports fan or non-sports fan. How do you empathize when the, mm. the argument is billionaires versus millionaires? So many zeros. I mean, come Just on. So many zeros. In it's that a equation. game any of us can go play in our backyard with a ball and a bat, right? Not as well, um, but we can do it. Well, right. definitely not as right. well. Of course not. Not for as long. Whew. Yeah. But the biggest issue, in my opinion, is relevance, right? Relevance. So, That's the third third R word here let today. Let me relevance. drop some data for you. I looked up at this, uh, a Gallup Boom. poll, and the title is, what is your favorite sport to watch? Which is, of course, question. Very popularity. Correct. 
So the choices in this poll shared the top ones, football, baseball, basketball, and soccer out of mm-hmm. a scale of a hundred percentage of a hundred. Mm-hmm. So in 1937, which Ooh, is just a while back, 85 yeah. years ago, the first year yeah. was conducted. Baseball was at 34%. One in three, one, one in three. three. Football at 23, basketball at eight and soccer hadn't been invented it's, yet. Not okay, even that's not true. Was. But not, it wasn't on the not chart. Here it wasn't invented yet. Yeah. in America, right? Yeah. Uh, other sports, you know, bowling, hockey, et cetera, make up the rest right. of the list and none is an option as well, right? That's 1937. Then in 1948, after World War II, baseball climbs up to 39%, almost four in 10. Nearly, yeah, four in 10. Big, huge, big, big. huge popularity, right? Millions and millions of people. After that, the decline began that has not stopped. So as of 2017, which is now five years old, but that was the most recent data for this poll, the percentage of respondents who selected baseball as their favorite sport to watch fell to 9%. Nine. Like zero nine, zero nine, nine, thirty nine, less, than, less nine. than ten. Yes, guess of course, Ian. What's number one? It's football. Yes, football top of the charts, thirty seven percent. Right? Yeah. Are you surprised by that? I am surprised by nine percent. Okay. Um, but I'm not surprised that baseball didn't particularly pull well. No. It's not that popular anymore. It is popular. Obviously, people like it. But it's not America's pastime. More popular um, than cricket, yes. But football is football has eclipsed everybody. So baseball, for me, there's three things. Games are too long. Yes. The season's too long. Yes. And it's too slow. It's Way not exciting too enough. Slow. There are moments of excitement. I don't mind watching highlight reels. It's a sport that doesn't have a clock. Yes. I mean, and for that reason alone. Literally gone it's, forever. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, which I, mean, I games, guess is what you were arguing have gone for, on for with six your, hours. your Elam rule a week ago, but whatever. yeah, yeah, uh, it doesn't compare well to football and basketball. No, so I'm I not surprised nine percent seems low. Yeah, um, but interesting that in, in that data point, I didn't mention yeah. that uh, soccer has increased up to seven percent. So, so <laughs> soccer point, wasn't even on the charts, and now it's almost tied with baseball. Yeah, I mean. As a parent, I will say the two sports that essentially everybody I know. Oh, we all play them until middle school. Yeah. Is baseball and soccer still. Yeah. But soccer is just climbing, climbing, climbing. Baseball is dropping, dropping, dropping. So anyway, my big takeaway after hearing your bit is the baseball season is saved metaphorically. Good for them. The black spot that was the lockout has been purged. Yep. You know, there's all these good positive news articles coming out. Yep. Here the comes bad taste in man's mouth and the fact that baseball is not what it once was casts a shadow on the sport that's only going to grow, right? Yes. Uh, check check back here on the next Gallup poll, right, in 2030, <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll see. I mean, obviously, I don't think it'll be below 5%, but I don't think that 9% is going to No, grow. but I don't see it going up. So, period. So, anyway, for those who love baseball, please enjoy the season. You will yes. have a lot of baseball to consume, right? We'll check back in October. So. All right. So, second story Will society ever be cashless? Mark, jump Boom. in here, please. All right. Will society be cashless? Here's a couple benefits and disadvantages before we get into it. The benefits, generally accepted, is that there would be lower crime rates because there's no tangible slash physical money to steal. Just gotcha. money laundering. Because with digital currency, there's always a paper trail. Really cool story about the FBI tracking down 
some Bitcoin theft from yes, you know, crazy story recently. It did it took a long time, but the yes. bottom line is the every paper trail transaction sunk them. is everything apparent. was on the blockchain. Yeah. Yep. Um, in terms of storing, handling, depositing the money, there's less mm-hmm. cost, even though for some reason it takes our bank transfers three days. Really, it's instant, <sighs> right? Gonna, it's it's going to change. It should and be then instant, instant. When yeah. traveling internationally, right, in a global society, currency exchange, much easier. Doesn't right? love a good exchange. Yeah, traveling. Disadvantages. Breaches. Personal data breaches. Breach, 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 right? If hackers drain your account, there. you experience a technical issue, you have no alternative source of money. So there is actually theft. It's just different now. Sure. People are always going to try to steal stuff. Yeah. It doesn't matter you know, where it is. Not at gunpoint like Batman Human nature. Or something, but Human nature. Um, those with – this is a big one for me, disadvantages. Yes. Those with I love no knowledge of <laughs> the digital currency, no bank accounts or mobile phones will struggle to keep up with society as it evolves. And you and I, hashtag lit adopters, kind of feel some of this, right? <laughs> lit adopters, for sure. And then yeah. budgeting. Some people find it hard to control spending when they can't see the cash coming out of the envelope and leaving their hands. I mean, throwing down 20s on the table to getting $200 mm-hmm. to buy. You feel the pain differently, right? I feel it. It's very different. Yep. Yeah. So for me, Ian, I already yeah, what's primarily yeah. cashless. Who are you? Who are you? I'm, I'm ballparking 98% of all transactions are cashless, right? Unless I'm rating my, my children's, you know, birthday card fund. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's more convenient. Uh, I actually think it is easier to budget because everything is, uh, recorded for you it could be like it's all there uh, you lock calculated it monitor, you know monitored for you but you have to do actually look at it so i i, I kind of hear that argument mm-hmm. how about you i'll take your, your 98 and go a little higher okay you can't go much higher okay can't go much higher um i mean think about it unless you're a hardcore stickler for using the tried and true envelope system yeah when was the last time you actually used cash to pay for everything my argument would have been to pay friends but now you just venmo it theoretically right yep. so yeah uh, Pew Research, okay. the esteemed Pew Research company group, shows that in typical week, 29% of Americans make absolutely zero purchases using cash. That's three times now, the number of people that find baseball exciting. Yes. Now, obviously, that number doesn't represent the percentage and things like that of what they're doing. But one in three have zero cash transactions in a week. Mm-hmm. The only time I have I have cash, like you said, it's... Uh, yeah, I think I stole your line. It's, the it's kids. kids' money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have a traditional wallet. Uh, with the bifolds for the Your cash, I have, I have one of the cards. Basically, I just have three slots to put in cards. Yeah, I have no desire to have cash, but there are times when it's advantageous. Okay, you know, I thought about paying to park sometimes. Still, if you have a quarter for that, yeah. And then you know, farmer market type places. Yes, just, that's, it's, it's that's the big one for me. A uh, local farmer market transaction. Yeah, although so obviously, I mean, obviously, a lot of them are moving to the square and the yes, card reader exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. I think the benefits of digital payments gross that way the cons. And like I said, that's coming from a hashtag adopter. Here's an argument um, right now. I just thought of this for an advantage yeah. to paying with cash, less pressure to tip. Because when you swipe your card oh now, they hand it to you and it all says, it starts with like 15, 20, 35% yes. by default. But if you paid in cash, all you do is drop your pennies in the jar. So Right. And and some of the times that you're getting prompted to pay for a tip are situations it's where frustrating. Pre- pre- previously those are positions and jobs where yeah. I don't think you would even thought to tip. That's a story for another day. Let's not get into I mean, that. we're definitely pro pro tipping. <laughs> Hashtag yes. Oh, yes. not monsters. <laughs> yes. But you're right. Um you Here also thought of some other positions that Yes. Yeah. You're gonna what what are they? Go ahead. I'm I'm cutting you off. Go. Oh, well, basically, 
you were saying like super performers, you know, there are situations where there are certain peoples yes. that they make their money exclusively off money tips. Yeah. I don't know why Obviously, I thought of that. I don't see that. Very yeah. Often. I don't, I don't think we see a ton of that, but, but how do they make their, their money? Cause I don't think someone's going to like swipe a street performers, a juggler, no. a mime. You know, in a public Obviously square. Yeah. And also, what about the people who are in the remote rural areas? That's right? that's the biggest one for me. If you have a poor internet connection or no internet connection. It's I mean, crazy the percentage of, of Americans. I think it's like one in three or something that are yeah, still either on dial-up or so, using their phones as hotspots. They, yeah, like they don't have anything like, like a modem-based internet system. I just think, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, in politics, the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just separation of people's public opinion on things. I think we're yes. just forcing segmentation potentially in a more unhealthy way. Or is that just the future? Every dystopian future movie, book, yeah. kind of describes I mean, tears of society, right? I think as long as we take as long as we, we take the approach that we're okay with it being a moderately slow conversion, I think like having a line in the sand saying something like by 2028, we're gonna be cashless makes little sense. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't have the internet and or the skills to handle apps and logins. I mean, I I get I get logged out of of Google sometimes, and I, it takes me half an hour to figure out how to get back in. Yeah, sometimes. the only recourse is to reset your password, use your, your two factor right. authentication. Thankfully, you're doing it on your phone, but it's a pain. It's, if it's, you haven't done that, there there, there are still pain second nature. System, right? Yeah, and some people I mean, aren't gonna. They don't trust it. They never will trust it for good reason, maybe. Yeah, uh, look at Sweden. So they're essentially cashless, right? Okay, but six percent of their transactions are still made with paper tender. So. Cashless just um, means less than 10%. <laughs> yeah. So basically they've made the decision to move digital, but they realize that there's going to be this 5% range of people who just don't follow the system for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're, they don't have the ability to, or they're stubborn. I mean, I will say that only Sith deal in absolutes, Mark, right? Oh, which is a great example because they still pay with cash, even like on a Tatooine <laughs> bar, right? In the cantina. That's still coins. Of some sort. It's, it's very, yeah. Star Wars is very coin-based. Yeah. <laughs> um, so two more quick hits, though. So participating in a truly cashless society, you would think it's not on the on the surface very technical or very digital, but you do you need Venmo and stuff like that, right? Because yeah, if you don't have if if you can't use the cash, then basically you need a bank account because you need to be able to to pivot and use that to give people money. Yes. Um, seven percent of households are unbanked. That's wild. I mean, seven percent is a small percentage, but there are a lot of American households. I mean, so it's a huge in, in a room of thirteen people, one of them doesn't have one, right? And then eighteen point seven. These are very very specific percentages. Yes, point seven. Uh, they're underbanked, which means they have a checking or savings account, but also use financial products and services outside the banking system. Never heard of that word before. Underbanked. Okay. Underbanked. Not um, the outer banks. Yeah. Right. Different. So that so put it two together. That's one in four of all of that's one in four of all Americans would be unable or limitedly able, strange phrase there, but they would be hard pressed to participate in a cashless uh, system. Sorry. That's so, a huge, that's a huge number. That's huge. And then, as you mentioned before, privacy concerns, man. Yep. Yep. You can't talk about anything digital without theft and the footprint and data breaches. It's good. You can track um, everything, but it's also bad because it's all out there. Right. You hear about it, you hear about it all the time. So my final takeaway is we have the we we have the means to do this. Yeah. I'd argue the appetite. These numbers of percentages are the minority. Um, but it'll take a lot of time. And I think that uh there needs to be some strong marketing 
in terms of maybe know the adoption the will be pushed by the uh, the metaverse. Yeah. Oh gosh, the metaverse. We'll see. Yeah. Time will tell. Yes. I'm getting hungry. Yes. So wild card story here. I don't have a good transition at all. During <laughs> lunch this week, you challenged me to think of a topic, and naturally, we were in the lunchroom. Food. So. Salad toppings. Salad. What? What else, guys? Salad. salad. I mean, come on. <laughs> Not controversial, uh, or is I it? had a salad joke, but I tossed it. Oh, okay. leave me alone about it. All right, stick around. But people. Seriously, seriously, only only two or three more salad puns. Salads are a huge part of people's midday food experiences. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's get to know our salad personalities. All right, let's start with fruit. I'm thinking of oh, mandarins, oranges, grapes, apples, olives. Are olives a fruit? You put them in your salad? Not a fruit uh, for, salad. For, for, for me, I, on your salad. For me, I think you let with the best. I think mandarin oranges. Uh huh. They're plump. They're juicy. They're a bit of a tang. Okay, control I yourself. Think it, yep. Yeah, that, that's it. I'll stop there. <laughs> I, I think oranges and strawberries are. The I didn't two, mention strawberries. Are the two best. Good. Yeah. Some of those summer salads you see with a nice oh, yeah. vinaigrette, uh, the strawberry really pops. Yes, it's always I've a raspberry never, vinaigrette. I never thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always a fruit vinaigrette with the fruit on top. I never really thought of olives as a fruit, but either way, <laughs> they don't find their way on my salads too I like often. that on Greek salads. Okay. Yeah, All right, moving on from the cheese. fruit, let's stick with the trees, though. Nuts. Whole mm. or sliced, candied, Oof. or roasted, or raw? Oh and my. I'm thinking of almond, walnuts, pistachios. Sliced raw almonds or candied pecans, but never together. Oh, no, you can't mix nuts. No. Yeah. So for me, uh, I mean, the candied nuts are obviously coated in sugar. It tastes yeah, good. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Uh, but the raw almonds are really nice. I, I don't think I've ever done the pistachio. pistachios. It comes I've from had, my I, mother. She does it. But they're actually really good. It's like a salty. It's like a, it's a, a crouton substitute, maybe. It's a crouton substitute. You, you want yeah. that crunch. Um, All right. Yes, keep going. Let's keep this train going. Cheese. Cheese. Soft or hard? Crumbled. Soft crumbled. Okay, so you like the fetas, the blue cheeses? That's what you're thinking? I do. Not the I Parmesan do. or cheddar? It's not not as good for me. Um, okay. I do. Li- I like the thick crumbled. I don't, I do. li- I don't like soft cheese. I like, I like mozzarella. But I actually don't oh, like the doesn't? fetas or the blues. Maybe it's like the the, the, the pungent. It's not pungent, but it, I mean, it's they're, pungent. Well, they're, they're, they're odiferous. They're pungent. <laughs> I think that I think they're just different. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's, different, it's a different flair profile. Definitely. I definitely had to work at it. It wasn't something that I just naturally fell in. You earned it. Um, yeah. I hope to get there one day. Uh, I think we, cheese pairs well with salad, even though oh, it's not course. on the salad. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a know, huge it's pairing. Great mouthfeel, savory. It's got fat. Oh, that mouthfeel. That mouth We've feel. been skipping the key ingredient, though. Salad. We have. We've been, we've been dancing it, around it. It, is it. Is it just lettuce? Is it romaine? Is it iceberg lettuce? Is it arugula? Is it spinach? Is it dandelion leaves? Dandelion leaves. leaves. You have everything there. Farmer's so, market right there. Yeah. The more I can stay away from iceberg, the better. Yeah, I, I was taught that by the Food there. Network in college. Iceberg I mean, lettuce is – no. Yeah. it's It has a good crunch, but it's flavorless. So, yeah. so for me, the darker the green, the harder to pronounce, the earthier the flavor – and hell, throwing purple stuff. I like it when they call it spicy. Spicy because it is kind of spicy. It is. It kind of yeah. burns. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a healthy burn, though. I, I think I think spinach is fine, but I don't want it to be the entire base. Some I love just do spinach. spinach. Salad. I, I love know, spinach. but it's too much. Spinach salad with, and we'll get to this in a minute, like salmon on top. Really good. <sighs> I mean, I agree with half of that. You didn't. You didn't mention dandelion leaves, though. You pro dandelion. I'm not sure I had them, Mark. Oh, I, you've I, had them. 
The most expensive I, salad you've ever had, I guarantee you had dandelion leaves, which were the cheapest they went, went out yes. to the back and just picked them. <laughs> Let's jump to the the meat. The meat of it, right? It's What's not really a salad until the salad becomes the meal. So you can have it, not just meat, but protein, eggs, salmon, oh, ham, yeah. chicken, bacon bits, beans. 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 Yeah. And is the meat hot or cold? Because I'm a hot meat kind of guy. You're a hot meat kind of guy. I don't like cold meat. I, I could have guessed that. <laughs> so I'm a maximalist in terms of everything. You basically. want it all. You want the want salad bar in the more the merrier. I do. I really do. One scoop of everything, huh? Nicely crumbled hard-boiled eggs are wonderful. I only like the white part. I don't like the yolk. I know. I, I, we got to work on that. I know. <laughs> so the grilled chicken, I think a oh, nice grilled chicken. But wonderful. it's cold though. I'll it's still supreme. Eat it. I'll still eat it cold, but I like it when it's hot. And I've gotten more back into beans for I sure. Know you have black pinto, not just lima. a lot of flavor. Um, yeah. They layer really well. I do prefer my meat cold. Okay. And for bacon, it's it's got to be like actual bacon. Yes. Up. Not the pretty baked bacon, bacon bits. Crumbles. Bacon bits just remind me of like a thicker fish food. They're disgusting. Oh, that is a good description. It is, like and they're arti- and they're so artificial. Yes. Um, no but I will say when we move to the whole Cobb salad and the whole that's too much thing that's not a salad and I'm, I'm totally willing it's 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 a it's whatever the next version generation iteration yeah. is i'm not sure what that word is well we're dancing around this question is a salad a meal is it an appetizer is it a distraction from the entree distraction yeah i like that yeah. um it's a lousy appetizer i think i think we've moved oh, away yes. from that finally appetizer um, must be bread-based i think most places have moved on for salads being entrees. Um, I think it's this whole marketing thing. They're just, people are just duped and thinking they're healthy. I kind of like them on a low calorie. I like them on the side. You could just a salad on the side. I mean, you can do like a little house salad. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's what I like. With, with, I like cheddar cheese on that. We didn't touch tomatoes. I'm skipping tomatoes right now. You ready to go tomatoes with me? I like them when they're sliced up. When it's a whole cherry or grape tomato, I don't like I mean, it because you it's bite into it in your mouth. and the thing explodes yep. all over your partner, your everything, associate. Everything. Or, oh my gosh. It's a mess. You are right about the explosion thing. It's not It's not pleasant. No. But I do enjoy the flavor enough. I like tomatoes just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Croutons, man. Croutons. What is, what is your croutons take? What a cool word to say. Croutons. What a cool word to say. What a great use for old stale bread. Um, I've never croutons was amazing. amazing I've right? never like never met a crouton I didn't like, but I've also never wished I had it on my cell when it wasn't there. Oh, I completely agree, man. They're okay. in my pantheon. I wasn't they're sure. Pantheon. Yeah. They're like they're not Zeus or I'm trying to think of like a really important god. Um, Hades, maybe Ares, <laughs> Ares or something. Apollo. Yeah. I mean, just like they're they're right there. Um, Go Venus and Jupiter. Can we switch? Yeah, we can do everything, man. Crunch, crunch and seasoning. Um. I like them even when they're huge. Sometimes you like it when they're like like, uh, like croutons on a salad, like rye bread as the crouton. That's kind of fun, right? I do actually like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do actually like that. Um, I remember as a kid just buying bags of croutons and that's pouring them on my salad, and it's then a, like as a, a snack, cracker. yeah, it's like a snack, like a yeah. saltine or something. They're good. Um, I really like croutons. I haven't had a good crouton in a long time, man. <sighs> we'll need some after this. Here's 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 maybe the most foundational question. question of all. What makes a salad a salad? Are you? It's just I, like I, a hot dog, a sandwich question. I can't, <laughs> like I can't answer this. I can't answer um, it. I think the foundation needs to be lettuce based. Okay. Or uh, frankly, green, just green, lettuce. Green based. Green. Um, Leafy green. I actually, I actually googled this. I think the website oh, of course you did. is great. <laughs> okay. 
So a salad is a cold dish of various mixtures of raw cooked vegetables, usually seasoned with oil, vinegar, other dressings, and sometimes accompanied by meat, fish, other ingredients. So basically it's cold and it's got a mixture of vegetables. I think, I think, I I think if something has that, you could argue it's a salad. You might be wrong, but I think someone might have to be like, okay, technically you're right. How about this idea? Ignoring Miriam's definition, a breakfast salad. I mean, this is the last frontier of, of food. I've never had one, but I want to. I think what's holding it back is the fact that it's, it's going to have to be very heavy. It's going to be vegetable (laughs) forward and very sort of lettuce-y. Uh-huh. Honestly, if syrup is a salad dressing, so if, if they can get that to work somehow, here's the, yeah. I mean, bacon and eggs are already done. I'm gonna you take you there like eggs. this. When you have a nice omelet, you like spinach in your omelet, right? Ooh, a little Just bit of greenery increase there. The spinach and lower the egg. You have to double. You have to at least and double. You got the a salad. Someone's gonna try this, but they're gonna have to really work on the marketing. Yeah. Well, I think we talked eat. about everything relevant for salads. I can think of nothing else. Uh, let's let's kale it quits then. No, I was trying to set you up to call me out. To call me out. The dressing? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, retract that, faithful audience. Uh, We're going to replay that pun in a second. But um, you have a lot of thoughts on salad dressings, Mark. I have one thought. I don't like it. Wrong thoughts. I don't like it. No, you don't like it? I like salad the way nature makes it. The dandelion grains plucked straight from the the unmowed grass. Yeah. I don't use dressing. It's not for health reasons. I don't like vinegar. I think it tastes disgusting, oh, too strong. Never been a big ranch fan. Fan. I never like dipped my pizza in a ranch or anything. So I don't know. I just I don't want to ruin a good salad by covering it with dressing. So it's not for it's not because dressings are unhealthy. I think I think that's the take home message. Uh, correct. Yeah, but because of that, um, it makes all my salads healthy. Because everybody else, when they dump their ranch on it, yeah. it's no longer. Healthy. I like. What's the point? I actually really like the like the the acid and the vinegar. I mean, Thousand Many Island do. Ranch. Many I like do. dressings, but. Yeah. You have to hold back. The one point. opening I will give you is an extremely lightly tossed raspberry vinaigrette. That's I it. knew it. I'm I giving knew it. nothing else. Um, Ian, let's kale it quits. Let's kale it quits. So wrap it so up. Takeaways. Two takeaways. Yes. When the owners stop baseball, it's called a lockout. When the players stop baseball, it's called a strike. But when the fans stop baseball, it's called the end of an era. Ooh. Wowza. I think we move more cashless every passing year. I but a truly do. cashless society would be pretty monumental. And as the famous humorist Franz Leibovitz says, a salad is not a meal. It is a style. I think we both agree with that. I'm feeling that. Goosebumps. Yeah. Episode 14 wrapped up. There we go. Ian, one for the record book, certainly. I'm not sure what record, but it was certainly some record. I feel like it was controversial. We got into it as our namesake. You know, we had most puns per salad topping reference on the internet, I think. Please let us know in the comments below your salad thoughts. We want to hear every single thought. Toss them down there. I tried. (laughs) Mix it up. All right. Yeah, it's been a good one. Let's close Until next it. Time. Three, two, close one. <laughs> Let's get, Let's into, get it. into it. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The content in this podcast is not intended to be a research report, 
financial, or life advice and does not constitute an endorsement of any product, service, individual, or organization.